screaming, I'm acting proud and lewd. Yeah, I'm sorry that we've been so loud and rude. On the train, on the train, on the train, yeah, on the train, on the train. Doors closing. Ma, 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 ma. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your favorite podcast, Four Guys on a Train. I'm your wife's platonic best friend, Brandon. Uh, I'm your husband's not platonic best friend, Peter. And, and uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You're still learning the ropes. We got a yeah. special guest that's not Jake on the show today. That's right. Yeah. For a, a first. Right. Well, kind. I mean, as far as a full hosting, uh, full hosting duties exactly. goes, a first non-Jake guest host. Joining us tonight, putting his hot lips to the mic for the first time, Keith Cosmo. Welcome, Keith. Uh, pleasure to be here, Brandon. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good to see you. I, I was waiting for this one for a while. I've, I've been trying to get Keith to come on for some time because mm -hmm. I, knew, I knew he'd be full of gold. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, no pressure at all. No pressure. <laughs> we knew you'd entertain the hell out of us, um, so please make sure that you do. We talked to Rick. He's coming back soon, but he was very much looking forward to this episode. He didn't want to hijack it. As a listener, he was he was very eager to just hear it. So we're gonna we're gonna give this one to him. We know at least one listen. Well, at least one download. One's gonna come from him. <laughs> So, oh man. So how's uh, how's it going, Keith? How's being a how's being a father? Uh it's pretty good. You know, it's 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 busy. I cool. Is there how much poop is involved? Was there as much poop or less poop than you imagined? He. It depends on what he what he eats. Obviously, but, same for uh, all of us. The other the other day he had watermelon and that <sighs> just you know it did a lot. Yeah, I think he pooped four times that day. And Listen, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be too blue, but just so you guys are aware here on the stream with me, um, if you look up at the screen and I'm suddenly gone and there's just like a dust cloud yeah. in the shape of me where I was, I just, I had Taco Bell for dinner for the first time in God knows how long. So if I'm not here, I'm right. somewhere else regretting and realizing why I only have Taco Bell like once a year. Um, I'm actually not feeling a hundred percent in the gastrointestinal area either. So Keith might be hosted alone today <laughs> while me and Brandon go. I'm doing pretty good. I got a poop in about an hour ago. So oh, oh, that's right. the way to do yeah. it. Yeah. That's see, that's dedication. I feel like yeah. in the early days of the podcast, I was taking care of all that stuff right up front, you know? Like, oh wait, I gotta record in two hours. I better make sure A, the bowels have been moved. Mm hmm B, the bladder has been emptied. Mm -hmm. See, my tummy is satisfied because I don't want a growly tummy picking up on no, the mic, no. making life difficult for Peter. <laughs> That's not appropriate. But now I'm just like scarfing Taco Bell on mic in front of everybody. Yeah. Bodily functions going every which way. I did uh, I started, started taking this IB guard. I don't know if you're what? familiar. No, what is uh, that? It's uh, abdominal comfort. It's basically ultra concentrated peppermint oil. Uh, I swallow that down and it uh, yeah. sounds delicious. Oh, it's it's a treat. It's a real Peppermint treat. Peppermint oil. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know such a thing existed. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah, dude. All the oils mm. exist. So many different types of oils. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Speaking of 
speaking of what you were talking about before, I'm going to I'm going to circle back to poop. Sure. Please do. Yeah. A, a long, a long uh, discussed topic on this podcast. It comes up. Who named it a bowel movement? Like that seems to be the most like uh, un um, blue mm-hmm. version of saying I've, I have to shit. It was a, it was definitely a grandma. You know what I mean? It, it was a grandma that named it because right. and it's not even technically accurate. I don't know that the bowels are moving much at all. They pretty much just stay there where they are. Don't they kind of like do they pinch and, and shit? I think so. The the horror show that is the inside of our bodies. I I don't know. I think about as little as possible because it's it's all horrifying to me. Kate's uh, Kate's sister is a gastrointestinologist, so maybe I'll ask her how it works. Or I'll, maybe I'll ask her if she wants to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. We can, we can talk about poop with her. You know, that's, that's her job. So I, I would be a little bit intimidated talking about poop with an expert. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I like, I'm a hobbyist. I'm a casual right. poop lover. But <laughs> getting in the room with somebody that knows their stuff, knows their shit, so to speak. You're more than casual, <laughs> I think. Oh, thank well. <laughs> Thank you. I try to I try to give off that air. You know, I don't know if I'm making this up, but I remember learning about the digestive system in school. But yeah, I feel like we got up to the intestines and nobody explained anything after that. <laughs> I, Teacher I was like, this, sh- this shit's gross. I ain't- <laughs> we went to a Christian school, right? So like we did everything up to intestinal. Nobody wanted to talk about the poop. Nobody poop yeah. gets into the stomach. A, a mysterious act of God happens, and then you expel the waste out. Jesus turns it into poop, and then you poop it out. Jesus, take take my intestine, <laughs> you know? I always found that when you look at the large intestine, the shape of poop really makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> no, that's that's very, yeah, that's a salient point. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Um, it's, it is a tube. It's like squeezing sausage mm-hmm. out of a casing, you know? That's all it is. Right, it, exactly. Yeah. And that's why I have a hard time with sausage in the casing, to be honest with you, because it reminds me a little too much of what it's going to be, what it's going to be, you know? What a what a great discussion. Eight minutes mm-hmm. in, and we've basically just been talking about shit. Mm-hmm. This is really what yeah. the podcast should be. Mm-hmm. Shitcast. I would, yeah. I would say it'd be different. It's a lot, it's a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so much. <laughs> There's so much. I mean, I think 90% of being a parent is probably poop. Mm-hmm. Would you? What would you say? Is that yeah. true, Keith? Yeah, and and just I, the things he gets upset about mm. just crack me up. Okay, all right. Like what? His favorite toys are. He, he, I'll take things away from him, and I'll be okay. The two things he gets upset about: uh, he loves playing with uh, those wet wipes. Sometimes <laughs> use it. Yeah. We use them to you know wipe them down after he eats, or you know just sure. everything. You sure, know, sure. Anything. That, yeah. He gets really upset because he thinks it's a toy and I take it away from him and he has a fit. Mm-hmm. And he likes playing with my wallet. And <laughs> oh. He gets really upset when I take it back. Mm. But is that the same this, wallet you've yeah. been using for the past like 30 years? No, no. This is a new oh, wallet. A new I got it for okay. Christmas uh, a couple of years yeah. ago. But yeah. It sounds to me like you need to instill in your boy uh, the, the truth of the knowledge that uh, money is the root of all evil. And maybe... He'll uh, not want to, not want to play with that wallet so much. Keith, sounds like mm-hmm. you're dropping the ball there. But I don't even—I barely have cash in the wallet. So <laughs> <it's>, 
it's you know there's a lot of other things in the wallet too it's more about what the wallet represents not what's in the wallet my forklift certification mm-hmm. is probably the most valuable thing i have in that wallet i wow i, I like to show that off <laughs> it's a real party it's a party trick if you are a single man, oh, what's up, baby? I'm forklift certified, yeah. Ooh, right? They'd be going nuts. Kidding me? No, that's the real thing when when you brew beer. It's not about brewing beer. It's the forklift certification. If you don't have a forklift certification and you brew beer, yeah. uh, you're you're nothing. What are you even doing? You're really nothing. <laughs> yeah. What are you even doing? I wonder if Dave, if uh, you know, Dave's a listener oh, of this yeah. podcast, and he works for uh, he works for a brewery out in Colorado. I wonder if he's forklift certified. I have to imagine he is. If yeah. not, Dave, and you're listening, I hope he is because I just I just insulted him indirectly by you know yeah. I hope I hope that he is, and if he's not, I hope he can forgive me. Also, I'll, I'll insult okay. him directly. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> if you don't have your forklift certification, and that's one less listener dropping like flies. <laughs> we still love you, Dave. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, I was thinking we could move on to um, Act Two, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be doing a little modern day poets today. Modern day poets. Now, Keith, um, unfortunately, we already did one of our favorite songs for modern day poets. I think it was the, one of the first ones we did, "Jailbreak" by Thin Lizzy. Oh yeah. Yeah. A classic song with great lyrics. I think I listened to that episode, actually. I hope hope you've listened to them all. Yeah. He has. That's what he means. He's being modest. I've fallen off a little bit since then, but but yeah, (laughs) I remember that one. That was like episode three. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want to listen to us talk either. Sorry, Keith. No, no. Anyways, so we already did that. That's what's one of Keith and I's favorite songs, and kind of maybe the birth of modern day poets was was I was thinking about how much Keith and I love the lyrics of that song. Mm-hmm. But I got a better one here, I think, for us today. Now, Keith, I remember back in the day, you had about three CDs. You had a Creed CD, I think, was like maybe one of your first CDs. Yeah. Third Eye Blind, yeah. the one with uh, Graduate and, uh, and um, what's that classic one they do? The Jumper, uh, and then there was... The classic Third Eye Blind. Yeah, wh- what's it? Uh, Semi-Charm Life. Semi-Charm Life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's an earworm. It's an earworm for sure. It is, yeah. And you know what? The great band. But um, I remember once, <laughs> a long time ago, I asked Keith what his favorite song was. Oh, no. And he told me it was... Uh, Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. Is that even the title? It's called Fly Away. Now, okay. You, did you have this CD or not, Keith? I can't remember. Uh, no, okay. I didn't. But, but he loved this song. And you know what? We've all expanded our musical taste since then. You know, Keith, this was pre-Dream Theater for Keith. <laughs> it was pre-a-lot of things. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, want, I want a disclosure here, too. 
Pete seems to remember this story a lot more than I do. I, well, I have to. I think I like that song for a period, but I, I don't remember ever saying it was my favorite song. But I digress. I digress. Maybe you never said it was your favorite song. I do remember you, you saying you really liked Lenny Kravitz. And you know what? He's fine. He's fine. Is he the one that was married to the one Cosby daughter in the Cosby show? Yes. Yes. And they have uh, Zoe Kravitz as his daughter. Yes. Okay. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Leonard Kravitz. Leonardo yeah. Kravitz. Uh, so I thought we could talk about the lyrics of Fly Away. They're very simple, but I think maybe they're, they're still worth discussing. So I have the lyrics pulled up here. Um, so let's go with verse one. I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high. <laughs> Starts out kind of like a children's song. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know if there's much to discuss there. He wants to fly into the sky very high. I think that is the idea of flying. Right. <laughs> he breaks it down. And you know what, yeah. what, what human hasn't thought of flight from, you know, the Wright brothers all the way to, uh, you know, Elon Musk. Everybody dreams of flying, right? I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high, just like a dragonfly. Right, like a dragonfly. Okay. I you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be the science nerd pushing my glasses up. Um, but the altitudinal limit of a dragonfly is thirty seven hundred meters. <laughs> Did you pull that out of thin air? No, this is on this is from the uh Waikipedia Wikipedia uh, article. Yeah, it's a it's a scientific journal um, about dragonflies. Uh, They become scarce at higher altitudes. So really, Mr. Kravitz should have probably picked a different creature um, if he really wanted to emphasize how high he wants to fly. Again, that's I'm taking off the nerd glasses. We can get back to the rock music now. No, because that's a good point, because the next couple lines, he says, oh, um, I'd fly above the trees, over the seas, in all degrees to anywhere I please, which a dragonfly, it doesn't sound like they can do. I I just I I feel like uh, over the seas in particular would just be a a difficult trek, and I'm not sure what they're what they're going for. Most creatures uh, with the the size, the life expectancy um, and, you know, the minor migratory patterns of a dragonfly. Uh, they're not going overseas for any, you know, they might, they might travel to a new region in search of, uh, a more abundant food. Um, but I, I, I took the glasses off. I need to, we need to get back to the rock. I read somewhere that I think now don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure dragonflies are one of the few insects that plot intercept courses when they attack their prey, as opposed to just following them. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Dragonflies are the only creatures that play. I specifically said not to do. <laughs> oh shit! Well, I've ar- I've kind of already written it down. Well, I- I'll just keep it to myself. I won't. I won't okay. release it to the public. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I didn't. I wasn't. I believe. I, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but we know we don't see dragonflies. You know, too too much in the summer. You know, they're they're here and gone. So I believe they're one of those insects that essentially exists for a little bit to reproduce. All right. So maybe Kravitz is getting a little sexual here is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh. And rock and roll is sexual and a, and a lot, you know? A rock and roll song about sex? I don't know. 
I think I think Lenny Kravitz sees himself as a sex icon, right? I don't know. I, I you know, maybe I, he does, but I don't think he maybe should. Maybe not anymore. But. He shouldn't bring it into his music. No. This is for families. <laughs> music is to be enjoyed by every member of the family, mom and dad and little Susie and small Timmy, small Tim. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, yeah. I suppose you could argue that <laughs> they don't want to mom and dad don't want to have to have that conversation with small Tim no, about the birds and the bees yeah, or the dragonflies dragon for that, that matter. Space, yeah. I think he probably does see himself as a sex icon and that's why he changed his name to Leonard or from Leonard to Lenny rather. Yeah. Oh, so he was originally Leonard Kravitz. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just speculating. You can quote me on that. So like yeah. Padilla has uh, an article about, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz that actually redirects from another article, um, his his uncle, oh, a Medal of Honor recipient, Leonard M. Kravitz, <laughs> Leonard McKravitz, Leonard, <laughs> oh, Leonard oh McKravitz, <laughs> who served in the Korean War, and oh he my. looks like a looks like yeah. a a noble doughboy. He really looks like he served his country well. So, all right, let's move on to the chorus. Oh, sorry, there's a little bit of a pre-chorus here. To anywhere I please, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and here's the chorus. I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wants to, he wants to get away. To get away. <laughs> right. And then How does he want to do it? He wants right. to fly away. Right. He doesn't want to run. Leonard, don't drive no car. No. Leonard no. flies. He's flying. He's a fly he's, boy. He's, he's like a dragonfly. And then, you know, I have to imagine, I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. asking him, are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Are you positive? Yeah. Are you really sure? Because you no. cannot take it back. Keith, what was going through your mind when this was your favorite song? Did you want to get away and also fly away? Yeah. Well, what 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 year did this song come out? Because I'm seeing 1998. 1998. So I was yeah. 11 years old. 11 years old. So, and I measure everything by when the Phantom Menace came out. This is one year before the Phantom Menace came yeah. out. Yeah, one year uh, BPM, BPM. <laughs> before Phantom Menace. Yeah, I, I'd say you know around that time, I, I I couldn't tell you much about music. I think you would just you would be able to hear uh, you know certain songs and just be like, yeah, I. I dig, I dig the vibe. I'm vibing with this, you know, and and that's mm-hmm. really all it is. Yeah, you wouldn't have said you wouldn't have said no. that back then. You no. wouldn't have said I'm vibing with no. it, but the spirit of it, absolutely, you yeah. would have been vibing with it for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. But yeah, you know, I like Tootie and the Blowfish too. I guess to a certain degree, like you know, they had their place. But who didn't love Hootie and the Blowfish? Crack Rear View sold like a thousand million copies. Everybody yeah, loves it. They had a good sound. That's right. Like, Even they, I was aware of Hootie and the Blowfish. So being in my, you know, insulated Christian music world, the fact that I knew uh, they're pretty good. But I also knew this song. So I, you know, wasn't maybe as uh, isolated as I thought I was. I think we should probably dissect the Hootie song because we, we, we have did it, didn't we? We sort right. of did start to. Yeah. yeah. And we, we should take it all the way. I mean, the dolphins make him cry. So he's, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. he's in touch with his feelings. He feels deeply. He feels deeply. All right, let's move on to verse two here. So he's I don't think he's he's abandoned the dragonfly metaphor here. He says, okay. let's go and see the stars, the Milky Way, or even Mars. 
where it could just be oh. ours. I think the song gets better at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Right. Yeah. If I, if I, if so? I had to judge, uh-huh. the, if you look at just the way he, you know, um, the rhyming, it seems very elementary to that point. This, it feels a little bit more advanced. I, All right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, stars and Mars and ours. Okay, I'm I'm down with yeah. that. I only I I don't I only really have one nitpick with the with the lyric. I think isn't Mars kind of included within the Milky Way? Um, I mean, yes. We're all like, cause that's what that's the one we live in, right? Right. That's the it's, galaxy we're in. It's yeah. the soupy yeah. mess that we're in. Um, right. So you know, maybe maybe he should have reached a little farther out. Uh, you know, uh, the play it, play it, Pleiades, Pleiades, or even Mars, you know, I don't know. I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. He goes, he goes big and then comes back. Like, I think you need to expand into the Milky Way. Yeah. Which, which no, uh, pop musician really did until Drops of Jupiter, um, which, uh, was another just phenomenal song. So dude, tell me. Mm hmm. Did the wind sweep you off your feet? Sweep you off your feet. Hell yeah. You bet it did. Oh my God. We're, we're, we got to write all yeah. this down. You yeah. definitely got to do a Drops of Jupiter, uh, Modern Day Poets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Now, he's, now he gets metaphysical. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's fade into the sun. Let your spirit fly where we are one. Just for a little fun. Ooh. <laughs> so he wants to disintegrate with his whoever he's talking to. Uh, but just for fun, you know, I don't know how that's fun. You're not coming back from that. You're melting into the, uh, the sun. Yeah. Again, I I think this is some of the best lines in the song. It actually is surprising reading them, but then analyze it, but then, uh, (laughs) but then, yeah, he kind of draws back. It sounded like he was really getting to something really deep there, but then he's like, nah, it's just for a little fun. So. I love how you're defending this, Keith. I I appreciate the juxtaposition, honestly. I love the, it too. Delving know? into the metaphor and then pulling right. it back, like the f- <laughs> we're right. just here to have fun. This is rock music. Rock music is about fun and the whole family, right? So, and Brandon, um, you're, you're you're sure that rock's about everybody, the whole family. It's about the whole family. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure about that. I'll look it up on the white guy <laughs> Padilla at some point. Here. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, Keith, this was your favorite song, so I understand why you're defending yeah. it. You know, if it was the three of us, we would just been, we would have been kicking the shit out of this song left and right. But you, this is why we had you on the show. I knew you'd go. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want to goof around. Why well, did I take a step back and show a little reverence? Because right, you know, when somebody, you know, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum for one thing. No. Also, no. I like I, I dig the song. It's a good song. Um, sure. But. Uh, yeah, you don't want to yuck somebody's yum, and when they're here, you know, it's like I want to show pro- appropriate amount of deference and respect. You know, it it's okay. I'm I, if I act like I'm defending this song, I I'm more just trying to be as neutral. Look mm-hmm. at look at yeah. to a perspective that I've never seen yeah. before. Because if mm-hmm. I did like this song at 11 years old, I guarantee I didn't even pay attention to the lyrics. So, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't know what the lyrics were. I knew "Fly Away." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about all. Right. I knew. No. It seemed pretty, pretty much mm-hmm. a basic yeah. song. Sure. The point is clear. He wanted to get away and fly away. Yeah, fly away. Did you? Did you get that? Were you going to hit that small addendum to the end of that just for a little fun? 
Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you, I'm glad you hit it. I would want to make sure we didn't leave that behind. So he's not saying, oh, at the end of this verse. He's saying, oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yeah. Three of them. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, right. I think is how it, it goes in the yeah. song, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah that's I can, exactly I can, it. I can hear yeah. Leonard McRavitz saying He it. just keeps getting higher. In a way, his voice, as he's, as he's doing the line, is reflecting how high he wants to go, which he previously right. said in the song. It's a crescendo. This is way more fucking deep than I gave his song credit for. I'm glad <laughs> we're doing this. I have a newfound respect for this song. I find that happens 90% of the time with these, you know? Right. Hulksters in heaven totally blows, <laughs> blows me away getting into the weeds on that one. Dude, are you kidding me? Oh, my we'll God. We'll tag up again. Up in heaven. Yeah. That's heavy. That's I, heavy. I know. Kid, yeah, come on. That's crazy. I want to know who the Hulkster, Hulkster is wrestling in heaven. It's all in good fun. You right. know, they're not, they don't have the rivalries up there. No. He might no. be wrestling God, you know? Well, that's true. There's biblical precedent for that. I think we might have delved into that when we did Hulkster in Heaven. And I think, weren't they naked? They were naked, you say? I Weren't they naked? Ooh, I don't know. Was it Jacob that wrestled God? I know we're talking about Lenny Kravitz's uh, Fly Away, but I need yeah. to look real quick. Was Jacob yeah. naked when he wrestled <laughs> God? Now the, now the government knows what you're looking at. <laughs> Jacob wrestled a man. Why did I think he was naked? I'm not seeing anything here. It was the Bible, dude. Everybody was naked. Maybe it's the pictures, like the the classical paintings always show the guys just super yeah. ripped with just the tiniest yeah. dicks. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I guess I, I maybe put that on the story myself. Yeah. You just wanted to think. I, yeah. Wait, Jacob's Wound, homoerotic narrative in the literature of ancient Israel. Oh, shit. Oh, this might be it. This might be <laughs> here it. Here we go. It's intended to be recited. Oh, okay. Tell us, Leonard. Uh, a, a, a notable nude and rather homoerotic Jacob and the Angel was sculpted by Hendrick Anderson. Oh. Lover of famed British-American novelist Henry James. I don't know what that has to do with. Nudity? Whether or not. So this this person is positing that perhaps there was an erotic element to this wrestling that went on, quote, all night oh, long. Oh, my. Um, like that Lionel Richie song. <laughs> like the Lionel Richie song all night long. Holy shit. This guy's like that's probably what that song's about. This guy knows how to he this guy does the four coat. He, <laughs> oh he gets gosh. it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've taken us on a tangent to a tangent, and I want to get back to the it's fine. Leonard Kravitz here. Well, there's not much else to the song. The chorus two is the same as chorus one, but there is a spoken bridge. Mm-hmm. I got to get away, get away, get away. Girl, I got to get away, get away, get away. So he's now this whole song, he was talking to a woman. I, I guess. Yeah, we're we are explicitly gendering the um, subject of the of the song. The person that he's singing to um, is is specifically being gendered here. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much it. And yeah, uh, that's yeah. just so as Noting. a note here, mm-hmm. uh, according to Genius, Fly Away earned Leonard a Grammy Award for Best Male Rock Performance. So this is a Grammy Award winning song. So I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I'm just curious what uh, other pieces of media have perhaps uh, used this song. Was featured in the film Coyote Ugly. I don't care about that. Oh, come on now. Okay. It is used in the Comic-Con trailer for Star Trek Discovery Season 2. That seems... That's well, there is a space element to the song, so... That's, That's true. true. He's going to the Milky Way yeah, and also right. Mars. Um, <laughs> Nissan commercials. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nissan would. Yeah, they would. Really, what it should have been, what, what is that, Discover Card or MasterCard? Want to get away commercials? Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Obvious promotion yeah. there that I don't I don't it's know. It's a missed opportunity. Damn, Keith, you could work in advertising. It's a classic. I think it holds up. spark that ignited this four goat fire tonight hey, appreciate you're it welcome. so um i have a little uh something just to kind of cleanse the palate and the night for us um it's a buzzfeed quiz okay give me a break all right this is what we turn to that's fine it was Spon- busy sponsored by buzz i've been busy sponsored by buzzfeed but not really this buzzfeed quiz is Create a 90s sitcom, and we'll tell you what snackle to try. What is a snackle? What is a snackle? That's a great question. Um, (laughs) Like how 90s sitcoms are a mix of funny and sweet, the Quick Trip Snackle is a tasty mix between a snack and a meal. Check out the full Quick Trip menu here. So let's go to Quick Trip. Oh, my God. Is this a fucking ad? It's an ad. Okay. It's an ad. All right. Quick Trip is like a, it's like a, is it like a, it's like a gas station. Think uh, Sheets. Okay. Think Sheets or what's another one that's like Sheets? Wawa. Wawa. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a good one too. Is Loves, is that one? I'm not, I'm not heard of that Loves is a gas station. Okay. You know, I don't see Snackles on their menu anymore. I wonder if that was just a limited time thing. Well, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for us today. No. (laughs) All right, so we're going to find out what type of snackle we are. It's it's somewhere between a snack and a meal. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Pete, do you want to write your answers down? Sure. We'll get get a couple of these. I'm Um, so excited. So what what we're going to do, I don't know if you're familiar with this format. We're going to ask, I'm going to ask you a question, give you a couple of options, and you're going to tell me your your choice, okay? Sure. So remember, now you're creating a 90s sitcom um, with its mix of funny and sweet moments. So first question who is your show about, Keith? Is it either a group of friends or a family? A group of friends, definitely. Group of friends. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, where is your sitcom set? You got a lot of options here. Okay. New York City, San Francisco, Phoenix, Dallas, Atlanta, or Los Angeles? Oh, boy. Um, this is important because it's going to... I'm going to go with... Uh... Uh, San Francisco. Okay, you're just diving in. You're not even weighing the pros and cons. You're just you're just going for it. Yeah, I. He's going with his gut. I, I appreciate that. Well, you know, you've got you know you've got things like the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, I don't want to do L.A. because right? everybody does L.A. God, enough already. I don't really like L.A. I don't I don't I don't know anyone that really likes L.A. that much. I like L.A. Okay. Besides Pete. There's uh, the traffic sucks. New York City has been done. It's, it's um, been done. Atlanta's right. kind of cool, but it's not the right vibe I'm looking for. But also, I feel like uh, Donald Glover's kind of cornered that right. market. So I think not, so in too. I not, in not in the 90s. Not in the 90s. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. All right, Keith, next question. Where do your characters hang out? Is it at home, at work, at a coffee shop, at school, at their garage? Or at a diner. I 
I think the garage. That's the five I'm looking for. The garage. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a blue collar, you know, salt of the earth kind of cast sort of deal. Real king of queens kind of stuff going on. Okay. What is the age? I I guess, is that that like a question? Uh, Well, I don't don't know if it is. Um, But, you know, I would say, you know, a good sitcom, you're probably aiming for TV 14. You want to be able to slip a little crude humor in there for for mom and dad and grandpa. Um, But if we are, you know, kind of creating a show kind of like Freaks and Geeks, the main cast is not really the parents. It's about, you know, teenagers. So maybe that's kind of the the vibe I'm getting for with the garage and, you know, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. uh, So what happens in the first episode? A relative moves in with the family. A new friend is added to the group. The main character moves to a new city. Or nothing. Just another normal day. I like how they give you a place to set it, and then one of the examples is the main character moves to a new city. <laughs> like, is it okay? I guess you could say the new city is where the show is set. The new, like. So the new city will, yeah, in this, uh, in this yeah. case, we'll say the okay. new city is San Francisco. Got it. But, but this is up to yeah. Keith, really. So let's, what, do you, what do you think? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose a new friend is added to the group. New friend added to the friend group. Yeah. Good call. All yeah, right, so it's... now we're going to kind of get to get into the vibe, the feeling okay. of the show. Oh, what type of jokes would you use most? Physical comedy, sarcasm, jokes about everyday annoyances, or cheesy puns? I, I'm trying not to turn this into Seinfeld because, you know, Seinfeld's a little bit untouchable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you wanna... annoyances, it can't be annoyances. I know that much. Right, yeah. Sarcasm, um, I feel like Chandler from Friends has got that covered. Not you take you could sure. put your own spin on it. You could put your own spin on it. Chandoms? Um I feel like sarcasm is the way to go, but let's take a twist into uh, what what was the first one? Physical? Physical comedy. Physical comedy. Yeah. All right. Physical comedy it th- is. That sounds really difficult with physical comedy. But the plot is the new friend is added to the group. It's a '90s Three Stooges, basically. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Yeah. I knew you were going in for that. Yeah. All right, Keith. Which of these classic sitcom characters would you include? The eccentric neighbor, the precocious kid, the flirt, or the nerd? Uh, the precocious neighbor. Well, you've mixed two up. Let's be clear here. Some of we've bitch. got the eccentric neighbor and we've got the precocious kid. Oh, the ex- okay, okay. <laughs> so is it the neighbor or the kid? I'm going to go with the, yeah, the neighbor. I, the eccentric right. neighbor. I okay. mix two up, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, in a perfect world, we could have we could have them together. You know what I mean? We could merge them yeah. into one. And maybe after the pilot, we will. We're know? trying to make a snackle here, so don't, don't forget <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Figure out what Let's our... not merge anything together that we don't have. To. Make sure that we get the right snackle for us. Okay, right. and finally, Keith, what would your character's catchphrase be? Because I guess in the scenario you are starring in... You're acting okay. the sitcom. Okay. Um, that wasn't made clear to me up front. No. no. So here are the catchphrases you can choose from. Howdy! <laughs> Blabadabba! Blabadabba! <laughs> I'm sorry, this actually is my first rodeo. Uh. That's a catchphrase? Yeah. Catchy, it would need right? to be set up every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate this. I'm yeah. never eating a snackle. Never. never. <laughs> uh, lay it on me. It's another good one. That's good. Gadzooks. I feel like did did 
Egon say that in Ghostbusters or something? I, that feels like it's already been taken. Can Zeus is. Or uh, your uh, your last option is I don't have a catchphrase. Wasn't Gad Zooks, um, wasn't that like Gomer Pyle's catchphrase or something? Maybe. Or was that golly? I, I know he know. said golly, but. Yeah. Um, golly. I'm just going to go with howdy because if, I, I don't know if that's a catchphrase howdy. or not, but. Well, it's one word, so it's not a phrase yeah. at all, but that's, I think that's yeah. fine. <laughs> but I, I right. do say that. I do say that sometimes. I don't know anyone. Yeah. So you'll be able to. You'll be able to slip into it naturally. And I think the best characters, there's a, always an element of yourself um, that yeah. allows you to become that character, you know? Yeah, Jaleel yeah. White frequently would make mistakes and then uh, <laughs> show surprise that he may have been, in fact, the one who did it. Sure. Um, right. Okay, so here's your snackle, all right? Your snackle, Keith. I'm glad we're getting to this. <laughs> <laughs> your snackle is a pretzel what nice work keith nice work you created a sitcom that everyone can enjoy and it would probably run for 15 seasons that's why your snackle is the classic crowd-pleasing pretzel this is goddamned bullshit that's a regular fucking snack that's not a snackle that's not a meal that's a regular it's already been a thing Listen, you haven't had a pretzel the way Quick Trip makes them. I guarantee the sitcom would not run for 15 seasons. If I if I watched this, I would stop after like the third episode at best. Man, and I got, I don't know why this bothers me, but Quick Trip is using the exact same picture of a pretzel that they apparently were using back when this was, this was first made on their website. I, I don't know. It's fine. All right. So let's take it again real quick here. Uh, fine. Pete, you have any answers for me? Who's your show about? I'm not doing them happily, though. It's about friends, too. It's about friends. Okay. Yeah. Where is it set? I'm going to set it in Phoenix. I don't feel like any shows mm. are set there. Underrepresented. Yeah. Where do they hang out? Uh, the diner. The local diner. The diner. Local diner. Right. <laughs> what happens in the first episode? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Just a normal nothing day. Nothing happens. Yeah. Normal day. I want it to be like, you know, an everyday occurrence perfect first episode what yeah. types of jokes will you use most uh, i'm gonna use puns puns cheesy puns yeah cheesy puns i feel like cheese is gonna come back in our snackle i don't know i just i have i don't, I don't know. know i have a feeling we'll see which of these classic sitcom characters would you include i'm gonna go with the nerd the nerd and i'll also play the nerd and my catchphrase will be laying on me <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, you're also a pretzel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on! That's the only fucking snackle that exists, isn't there? I did, I'm sorry, but that was Everything almost all different, different well, except the friends thing. The group of friends. So I'm going to take it real quick, and I'm going to choose family just to see if that changes No wonder these fucking us. things failed. No wonder BuzzFeed's out of business. I'm or, a, no, they're still yeah. I went snackles, but oh yeah, well snackles—they didn't stand a chance in this in this economy. Jesus Christ! In this economy? Are you kidding me? So my show's about a family. No. Um, it is set in, you know what? I'm gonna say New York City. Let's play it safe. All right. All right. Uh, where do they hang out? They hang out at school. They're kids. All what right, happens cool. in the first episode? Um, the main character moves to a new city. He's he's brand new. Yeah, he's I'm brand new. He's salty about it. <laughs> Like a, <laughs> like chips. 
my my uh, comedy is going to lean heavily into sarcasm. Okay. Um, mm. I'm going to include the flirt. Okay. And I'm going to also right. play the flirt. I'm going to play every character. It's going to be a what's that catchphrase, <laughs> baby? It's going to be a a, a real uh, Medea thing going on with me playing every character. <laughs> nice. My catchphrase. Medea presents Brandon's family reunion. My catchphrase is going to be Gadzooks. All right. All right. Okay. I got a different snackle. My snackle is the big Q. The big Q is just a, is just a soda. It's just a pop. It's just a beverage. Okay. At least it has a different name than just pretzel. That's such that's so stupid. I'm intrigued. If you were like, do you want to go to Quick Trip and get the big Q? I would be like, what is he talking? Does he want to mm-hmm. have a quickie with me or what? I would know. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but also he wants a soda. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, not super relevant to us in this area. Yeah. Quick Trip isn't really a thing. But for you listeners that have a Quick Trip nearby, maybe this is whet your appetites a little bit. You go get yourself two pretzels and a, and a <sighs> big Q and, uh, and have a great rest of your day, I think. The pretzel, <laughs> is it a bag of pretzels? Yeah. Are they soft pretzels? No, Keith. It is a big old ah, soft pretzel. Yeah, big old okay. soft pretzel. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. I still hate yeah. it. It's not sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I I get that. I, yeah. I feel you. I'm 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 not in love with their choices yeah. either. But I could tell why you were saving that for a rainy day, Brandon. And it's not your fault. Well, it never. Yeah, it never. Uh, it never struck me as something that needed to be done. Um, no. But it it came through for us in a pinch, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate yeah. the good good writers at BuzzFeed that are, uh, you know, cranking these out every day. Got paid by a quick trip. Here's the the quick uh, rating breakdown on this quiz. Um, well over like half of the voters thought this one was a fail. I 100 percent agree. 25 thought they were it was cute. 15 uh, also said WTF. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you put those in with the fail crowd and 15 people or 15, 15 people. I, well, I think it's people, <laughs> okay. it, uh, 6, 71, 86, 97. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's people. So 46 Holy people said Christ. fail. 15 people said what the yeah. fuck. So I yeah. agree. I agree with them. Well, boys, uh, I think we've done it. How do you feel about your first episode, Keith? It was pretty good. Um, Got a new experience under your belt. Is this your first ever podcast? It's just the your... first time I have ever been on a podcast. First time yeah. you've ever been on a so, podcast. Emily's been on the radio. What the fuck are you doing? I'm I'm trying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he was That's hoping not, that this would yeah. be the stepping stone to greater things, but I got, oh, dude, I got bad sorry, news for you. Yeah. Yeah, bad news. actually, so this is the second time you asked me to be on it. And the first time I'm like, I just, right. I don't know. He said, mm-hmm. no, it was personal. I, I, I've, I know this isn't the same thing, but I had a terrible fear of public speaking, like growing up. So I was kind of nervous that like you put me in a situation and I think I'm going to be good until like the pressure's on. Mm. Well, here's the it's, thing. Yeah. Nobody listens to this. Right. It's the opposite of public speaking, if anything. <laughs> you're sitting alone in your room right, right now. That's about how many people are going to hear right. this. So you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. Yeah. But I like talking. I yeah. We don't have a problem with talking. So that's why yeah. that's why we're doing this. Yeah. We just love to hear yeah. ourselves talk. You were very genuine, Keith. You know, we don't always get that on Forgo. Usually the three of us just fucking dick around and make fun of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lots of hateful oh. comments. Oh, my and- God. Yeah. 
there's never you know there's a real lack of a genuine uh a genuine like urgency on the show so mm-hmm. there's yeah. no empathy there's no, no empathy, not at all no and you filled that really? void hate each okay. other usually just hate each other i try i try to show empathy mm-hmm. All the things I do, man. So. We appreciate it. Look at that. I wanted to. I wanted to be a good guest for you guys. What so. an uplifting episode of Four Goat. I can't wait till Rick comes back and we just and we burn it all to the ground, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No oh, boy. All all that work I put in just all, just gone. All that puff of smoke. <laughs> all well, not. all that one episode of work that I did, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, for taking time out of your busy day. Oh, yeah. Uh, or for listening to us on the toilet or wherever you're doing this. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, if you want to email us, please send us an email, fourguysonatrain at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at uh, fourguysonatrain. Tweet at us at the number four guys on a train. And uh, leave us a review on one of those uh, podcast uh, listening apps or something. Um, and tell your friends about the show so that they can listen to it and you can make fun of us behind our backs. That's fine. We'll take your listen. Uh, anything I'm forgetting? I think you covered it, dude. All right. Well, in that case, we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. See you later. Want to fly away? Do I hit the stop button or the record button? Four Guys on a Train is produced by Peter Cosmo, Rick Schuler, and Brandon Johnson. Today's special guest was Keith Cosmo. All original music for the podcast was written, recorded, and produced by Brandon Johnson. The Four Guys on a Train theme song contains a sample of Metrotrain.wav from Everything Sounds. 